What's up, everybody? Here's some quick things I want you guys to do before we get into today's episode. Number one, drink some water. Number two, hug a loved one. And number three, if you're outside right now, wear a freaking mask. All right, let's hit the intro. Episode 3, baby. Welcome back to the neighborhood. Welcome to the Cul-de-Sac Podcast. If you don't know me by now, I am Noah Cyril. And there's this weird saying going around where if a podcast doesn't make it to like 10 episodes, then it's a failure or whatever. And I just want to say, we're a third of the way there from proving them all wrong. So let's go. Uh, Again, thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys tuned in last week for our double feature debut week, I appreciate that so much. I know there's a lot of troubleshooting issues that was going on. And ironically enough, I kind of knew that was going to happen. You know, I tried my best to stop it, but things happen. So I kind of want to dive into what went wrong that first week and sort of how we are going to move forward from there. And I just want to do a housekeeping and, you know, talk about me, of course. And then, yeah, let's let's get into it. So last week I ran into not one, but I want to say two major big, big problems. The first was that I recorded the first episode by myself, right? It was just a solo episode. And I edited it, and the style sounded good. It sounded coherent and fluent. And then I went to go upload that into Anchor.fm, uh, which is where I upload all the podcast episodes, and that's how everything gets distributed. And I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know if I uploaded the wrong file or if I just accidentally edited it weird. I could have sworn I edited it in all in one go, but... Basically, what happened was I uploaded the first episode. It went up. It went aired. I was like, hell yeah, we're getting this thing going. And then I get texts from Anthony, and Anthony's like, yo, this thing loops. And I'm like, what do you mean it loops? And he's like, literally at the seven-minute mark, the whole episode plays back from the beginning. So I was missing like five minutes of content, right? And I was like, oh, fuck. Um, But... You know, it was low-key a blessing in disguise. I'm going to look at the positives. It was low-key a blessing in disguise because I kind of wanted to re-record that episode anyways. Um, Do I think the re-recorded version was as good as the first one? Maybe not, but it got the point across. Um, One thing I did forget to mention in that first episode, though, part of the reason why I also want to do this podcast is to keep in touch with a lot of family members. I have family members from Georgia, Florida, Puerto Rico, Texas. And just realistically, with me being in school and then me coming home and kind of just wanting to veg out with myself and my family that's here, I don't get the time to really, like, really, truly connect with a lot of family overseas as much as I would like to. Not overseas. We're all pretty much over in the same country. But um, regardless, like, yeah, I don't I don't have a lot of the time to have, like, real deep sit-down conversations. So it's kind of selfish of me to put a podcast and be like, listen to this if you want to get an update in my life but it's there for them if they want it again i'm not the type of person to make phone calls and be like oh what's new in your life you know that's just not me realistically um i'm sort of more of like if you want to talk like i'm here for you if you need something let me know and i got you but i just don't like forcing conversations out over text messages which is why i think i really love the idea of a podcast because i'm sort of just for like these types of episodes i'm just talking to myself you know and just ranting which i 
do that almost every day. <laughs> but yeah, so again, if you listen to the first episode um, and you were in the whole loop of the debut week and was like, where's episode one? I'm sorry if I didn't get that in time for you to listen to, but it's up now and it's up ready as well as episode two. And here's where I come into my second issue with our double debut feature week. Episode two, if you guys listened to that, it got pretty echoey around the end. And I don't know if it was just because I was up editing till midnight. And for those of you who don't know how my whole setup going is right now, for those like four person type sit down podcasts, there's four different mics. Um, And I want to say we kind of jumped the gun on recording before really logistically setting out what we want to do. Which is okay. Like, again, this is all a learning progress for me as well as the people I have on here. But basically how we operated was we have this black coffee table and we set mics down at each end. But it's not, it's like, it's not that big, honestly. Like, it's, it's well enough to be spaced if there was like two or three. But for four, it gets a little crowded. So, you know, we all had our mics going and whatnot. But the problem with how we had it set up was that my voice would pick up into, say, like, Josh's microphone. And Josh's voice would also pick up into Richard's microphone, who were sitting across the table from each other. And even though it was quiet, you could still hear it. So that's where that echo pops in. I tried learning some new things with editing. I don't know how well it got across with that episode as far as fixing the the um, the echo. But, you know, it, it is what it is. It's the, it's the second episode. We're going to have problems along the way. And... But what matters is if we're still having these issues later down the road, that's when I'm like, okay, like what's really going on? But I'm glad you guys took through it. Thank you guys so much. How did you guys even like that? You know, those first weeks of episodes, like if, if you really enjoyed it, let me know if there's some things that I could do better. Let me know. Like I am open to any criticism whatsoever, but man, it feels, it honestly feels like a long time since that first week. And I know it's only been a week. Uh, but I kind of missed you guys. I kind of missed talking. And I'm going to get into this soon, but I pretty much haven't seen anybody in person besides my mother and immediate family for the past week. So because of that, I haven't really gotten feedback from like any of my coworkers, like in person. I've gotten text messages and, you know, Instagram DMs, which I really loved you guys for. And like, again, thank you guys for sending those to me. But um, Jordan texted me and the guys in our group chat that we have, and he was like, man, I went into work and like, like almost everybody was talking about it immediately. And like that, that warmed my heart, knowing that like my coworkers, even though I wasn't there, like my coworkers were still there listening to it and they were super excited to talk about it. So I can't wait to honestly get back to work and like just see them and like talk about it and as well just get back to work in general. So anyways, why haven't I been working for the past week? And it really sucks, but I had a Corona scare. And because of this Corona scare, I I didn't know what I had. I didn't have any symptoms whatsoever, you know. But because I had the scare and because somebody I knew had tested positive, I was like, I'm immediately not seeing anybody. I'm not playing games with this. Like, it's no, like, we're not, I'm not going to spread it, you know. So I locked myself in my room, put on a face mask every time I saw my mom, um, which really sucked. But, it, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, even again, even though I didn't have any symptoms, I was like, I don't want to take the chance because I could be asymptomatic. And for those of you who don't know, asymptomatic people pretty much carry the virus without any signs or signals, you know? And so I was like, maybe I am asymptomatic. Um, anyways, as soon as I got the information, I scheduled to get a test the next morning. And then I got my test. They tested me for strep as well, too, because I 
I told them that I had a sore throat, even though it wasn't really sore. At, honestly, like it at most felt like a dry throat and I haven't really been drinking enough water lately. So at most it was just that. So anyways, they facilitated two tests on me, the corona nasal swab, and then they did the strep swab on me because since sore throats related to strep, they wanted to make sure if or if not, I had that as well. This was my first time inserting anything into my nose or the back of my throat. And that shit felt really weird. I don't know if any of you guys have tested for Corona yet, but basically they have a Q-tip for you and you insert that deep into your nose and wiggle that bad boy around. Yeah, it does not feel good. And then this is my first time getting a strep test. So when the doctor came and he was like, okay, we're gonna facilitate the strep test and he pulled out a popsicle stick, right? I was like, okay, maybe they're just gonna like swab my tongue. I didn't realize that shit goes to the back of your throat, you know? And the, like, it's in, it's in my mouth and the doctor's like, oh, stick out your tongue, stick out your tongue. And I'm like, bro, I literally can't, like you're shoving this shit in my mouth. Like, what do you mean? Anyways, long story short after that, I locked myself in my room and then they were like, if you don't get a call in five days, you're testing negative. We only call if you test positive, right? So they did two different tests for the strep actually. Let me get that clear. So they did the same, like, you know, inserting it into your throat, but how they find out if the results are negative or positive is two different ways. They, one, do like a quick test that's just right there on the table, and I got negative for that. But then they send it to the back of the lab, right? And they do like a little like three-hour analysis on that. Apparently that tested positive for me, even though I don't have any symptoms whatsoever. Like, I don't have a headache, my throat feels okay, like, I feel fine, and you know, I, I was telling people who I was in immediate contact with, like, hey, uh, I had a corona scare. I'm getting tested. Um, and, like, I let everybody be in the loop of what was going on. And when I told people that I had strep, I was like, okay, what did what did you have? Like, when you had strep, because a lot of people were coming back to me and they were like, yeah, like, I hate strep. It's no joke. When I asked them what they felt, they were like, I was in a lot of pain. Um, I felt like dying, honestly, even though that's an exaggeration, I know. But, like, you know, I, I honestly felt really fine. And so I was like, I don't really think I have strep at all, honestly, but they sent me pills. And at this point in this whole global pandemic, I'd rather listen to the advice from a trained doctor than my myself. You know, like I know myself better than anybody else, but like, you know, I'm just going to be like, whatever, I'm going to take the pills. You know, maybe my dry throat will go awry. I don't know. But anyways, I tested negative for Corona, but because I had the scare, I had to take the week off. So... I don't know if you guys remember from the last episode that I am pushing towards getting a new laptop right now. That is slowly and sadly being put on hold. I'm like 500 bucks away now still because I had to call off work this week and I am still waiting to go back to work, honestly. It's been two weeks since I've uh, seen this person who tested positive. Um, and, you know, like I can go back into work right now, but I know just legality of things. Um, I can't. So. That sucks, but when I do go back to work, you know, it'll be lit. I'll just bust my ass and I'll probably just do some other things on the side, such as more like photo shoots and stuff like that, just so I can make some extra money. But yeah, that was, that's, that's been my life right now. And you know, even though I hate being in the house for so long and I hate being in this neighborhood and whatsoever, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be more positive in this situation. I'm trying to still keep myself busy. So some things I've been doing, I've been making myself meals as soon as I wake up. I've consistently been working out, not just only this week, and but since before the whole Rona scare happened, like gyms are closed. So I'm finding new ways on YouTube, how to work out. And honestly, like 
they've been low-key kind of kicking my ass. So, but that's, I've, I've been keeping up with it. So that's really good with me. I recently just reorganized my closet and all my clothes drawer so I can stuff more things in. <laughs> I got rid of a lot of things for Goodwill, just stuff that I don't really, I haven't really worn since I've moved into this place. So I was kind of glad to get rid of that stuff. I'm really just more of a person that's just going to give away things rather than just sell them because selling them takes way too much time for me unless it's like something like, I don't know, like a Nintendo Switch, but I'm not giving that up anytime soon. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing and my island is looking pretty banger right now, not gonna lie. Even though a lot of my friends don't play it as much anymore, I am still going hard on that right now. I just made like a million bells off of turnips. It's freaking lit. But one other thing that I am super proud to share with you guys is that because of my boredom, I designed stickers and magnets for the cul-de-sac podcast. I didn't order like a huge bundle or anything. I just did little samples here and there. I ordered like a holographic one. Um, I ordered a cutout one of me because what bad bitch doesn't have his own stickers? I ordered like square designs and circle designs for the stickers. And then they also had a deal on magnets where it was like you get 50 like magnets of whatever design you make for like 20 bucks. So I was like, oh, this is a score. Like I'm definitely going to put this on my fridge. So anyways, I think in total, besides the magnets, besides the 50 magnets, I ordered like, I want to say like 60 stickers. So that's coming in soon. I'm going to, I'm not even trying to sell these. Like, I just want to give these out to people and I just want to get the cul-de-sac podcast out of there. So if I still have stickers and some leftovers, and if you want one, feel free to hit my, uh, my Instagram up at Noah Cyril, or you can hit the podcast Instagram up at the.cul-de-sac.podcast. If I have any leftovers, I will send whatever I have to you. Um, just let me know. And I'm, I'm more than willing to just mail them out to you. So taking a 180 on topics right now, I want to talk about what happened to me yesterday while I was walking my dog and why this fits into the larger picture of why I hate my neighborhood. So for those of you who don't know, I have a little Chihuahua Dachshund mixed dog. She's basically an oversized Chihuahua, but without the horrible qualities of a Chihuahua. You know how like Chihuahuas will like literally bark at everything and be super loud? This is the complete opposite. Like, her name is Daisy. Love of my life. Daisy is like the sweetest dog, you know, just a super social butterfly with people. She loves playing with the big dogs at the park. And I was walking her inside my neighborhood. And how I usually do my routes when I walk my dog is I, we go outside my house and I immediately want to go outside the neighborhood and walk on like the main roads and like to the park that's next door. Cause I hate walking inside my neighborhood and having to interact with my neighbors. It's not even an issue of me just wanting to be an introvert. I just literally can't stand talking to these people. And anyways, all along on my route into leaving the neighborhood, there is this little grass area that is shared between two sets of apartments, right? And in this grass area, there's a sign and it says, please pick up your poop. And I have poop bags on me. Like I hide them in my pocket, but just because of like how anal people are in my neighborhood right now, I have to hold my bag out just to make sure they know. So anyways, this whole grass area that has a sign is Daisy's number one spot to pee first. And she always goes to the spot, hands down, right? Like I can always trust her to go pee here if I just need to go for a quick walk. But it's also in front of the guy who put down this sign, right? So Daisy's sniffing and then the guy who who lives inside this house comes out, right? And he doesn't he doesn't like say anything. He just looks at me. And I'm looking at him and I look at Daisy and honestly, like 
I knew Daisy was going to pee, and that's it. But I was secretly wishing that she would poop and have a messy poop just so I can get it across this grass. And I don't even know what the this guy's issue is. Like, he's, like, you can see, like, I don't know if you guys can hear how frustrated I am because of this. And I'm going to get into way deeper, deeper, deeper things along this episode. But regardless, Daisy didn't poop. She just peed. And he didn't say anything. He just went back inside. And I'm like, do you really have to patrol me right now on my own walk with my dog? Like, what what, like, what like, else do you do, bro? Like, do you have anything better going on in your life right now? So anyways, because of this, this is why I want to talk about this neighborhood. Because it, like, re-stemmed my whole anger about this whole neighborhood. And I really was trying to save this episode and this topic for until I moved out. And until I'm in a better space and where I'm not in the neighborhood. That way I feel a little bit better about seeing where I came from but you know like I guess in this in a way it's best for me to talk about things while I'm still in the environment of it whatever so picture this in a nutshell of my life I lived in three different homes since I could remember the first was an apartment and that was before preschool the second I lived in a nice town home in a nice little suburban area that was literally like it was uh three bed three bath three stories the garage was on the bottom but it was it was spacious um it was nice i loved my neighbors i like they they literally saw me grow up and i i lived in this house from pretty much kindergarten to my first year of college i lived my whole life i grew up in this house i loved it i had my own room my own bathroom my own walk-in closet uh, i you know like i met all my friends through living in this place i be, i got all my pets through living in this place like it was it was perfect and, you know, with this little fairy tale house, uh, there was a lot of more realities living underneath. And long story short, my parents got divorced. And, you know, this is, you know, the divorce is their business whatsoever, you know. And I knew that with this divorce, like, it's time, it would be time for us to move out, you know. Um, ironically, around the same time as my parents divorced, our landlord was kicking us out anyways because, quote unquote, his, uh, I don't know, his little his little son wanted to move in or some shit like that. I don't know. I don't care. But anyways, because of that, uh, my dad had his things going on with his life. So I was pretty much just going to be living with my mom, who where both of us wanted to stay down here. Like I was still in college. I was still working locally. Me and my mom weren't planning on moving anywhere else. So because of this, we had a really, really short amount of time to look for places that was fitting me and my mom's needs. Um, and unfortunately, by the time we had to move out, we had to you know, like really decide on one place. So we decided on this place that was only like two, like 15 minutes away from the house. But here's the thing that happened when we chose this place. My mom got to see it before I did. And I was working at the time when she had her little walk in. So I didn't really get to see the place out and really put my two cents in. Um, and then when my mom came back to me, she was like, I really like this place, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I trust your opinion. So, you know, it is what it is. So I didn't get to see this place until I had to sign off on the papers that we were going to move in. And as soon as I got through the gate, I had bad feelings about it. Just it was it was just it was just it was just really bad, in my opinion. There's a lot of problems that I noticed with the house, first and foremost. And there's a lot of cheap fixes to a lot of the problems that I noticed. And like, you know, in reality, like it just didn't pass what I wanted in life for me and my mom. So, you know. From me going to having my own spacious room, my own closet, my own bathroom, and a location that is literally perfect. I'm in between all my friends. I'm super close to getting onto the freeway for school and for work, to moving to a place where 
it's a two bed one bath like it's it looks a lot nicer on paper than it does in real life it kind of was just like a reality check for me in a way you know and trust me i I, I know this sounds like i'm spoiled and honestly for a while growing up i really was spoiled with how how i lived but this was a nice reality check for me in a way because it got me to see just how people live in general and don't complain about it and for me i am a complainer and this is why you're listening to me on this podcast right now is because i like to complain about a lot of things in life but in a way i was like okay well you know we're here but my whole mindset with this place was that it's just going to be temporary and that we are going to work our ass off for a better place because honestly me and my mom deserve a lot more so anyways regardless of the place I don't want to focus too much on just how we live and like where we at. Because at the end of the day, we have food in our fridge. We have a roof over our head. I still have my family and my pets with me. But what I do want to talk about is the crazy ass stories and all the crazy ass neighbors that I have in this place. I didn't notice this guy when we first moved in. But in the upcoming weeks, he started to make himself a little more vocal. We have this neighbor and I'm going to call him Crazy Bob for this story. Crazy Bob... I he really had mental problems um like legit and he would smoke a lot and he would shout out a lot of racial slurs and this would be in broad daylight like in front of everybody and it was just a I don't like cigarette smokes at all so that always creeped into our house and then b I don't think anybody likes hearing racial slurs shouted out you know um I think he was a a um I think he was like a military vet or whatever that just never got treatment or help. Um, and he he owned this place. He owned the place next to us. But he would just go on these really, really crazy rants. I got out of my car one day and like I always try to say hi and be polite because I don't want to be on that wrong end of things. And there was this one time he was talking to me. And this is how I already knew he was like effed up was I got out of my car and he was like, you know, man, you look like a young Obama. Like I could picture it. And if you're not black, or at least if you know anybody who is black, like, you know, probably the face I made when I heard that. And I was like, like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what to say, honestly. I was just like, because I knew he had like some issues up in his psych, I was like, okay, thank you. But then he kept on going on and on. He was just like, you know, I just see it, like your fro and everything, like a young Barack Obama and I was like okay thank you and then I immediately went in my house but there's these other rants that he goes on like he'll literally rant to himself and there's this time I've caught him ranting about how like five minutes away there's like a bunch of like illegals and blah 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 and how they're taking over the country and how they use cell phones to tap wire into the government it, and he he was really like a conspiracy theorist honest. But it was it was bad. Like he'd go on rants and rants and start yelling at himself about this, and everybody could hear it. There was this one time when he started threatening people, like legitimately, like saying he's gonna shoot people. Um, and cops came over, and you know, as scary as it is when he starts like really getting violent with people, the cops couldn't do anything, which again is already an issue in itself. But the cops couldn't do anything because he didn't do any real harm but when i was hearing and i was kind of eavesdropping um but when i was hearing the cops go throughout his house they're like yeah there's like 
a bunch of bullet trays underneath the oven, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, for a while, I kind of got scared living in this house because I was like, what if randomly just one day, like a bullet goes flying through the wall and I get shot or my mom gets shot, you know, like there's stuff like that that can happen. There's one day I came back from work and I pulled into my parking spot and my parking spot's next to Crazy Bob's parking spot. And on the car that he had in his parking spot, he like painted like, this is a detonator, blah, 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 explosive. It's going to blow up like all over, like the windshield, the tires, the the top of the car, like everywhere. It was, I, I'm going to see if I can find a, my Snapchat video that I took of it. But like seeing that next to my car was really, really, really nerve wracking. So that was the beginning of when I started to really not enjoy where I live. And then so you go from Crazy Bob, who goes on these conspiracy theory rants and who is racist and just honestly, like at this point, delusional. You have the other end where you have the the nice neighbors who water their garden every day and who are part of the HOA board. And guess what? I honestly really hate them. I'm not even I'm not even tripping like, no, like it's straight up like I do not like them whatsoever. You would think that HOA would like be mature about a lot of shit, but no, they handle shit really poorly. And as somebody who doesn't know much about homes, somebody who's like at this time was still in college, I was like, I don't understand how these people can have this much power in a neighborhood and be complete dicks and assholes because they literally like they put themselves on a pedestal and they think they're above everybody else. And it's like, no, bro, like you love this shitty neighborhood. And for whatever reason, that's that's fine. You can be complacent with living here, but I know that I deserve better and my mom deserves better. So anyways, I got into a stint with HOA one day because, you know, they, again, this whole goes back to a whole picking up poop thing. A lot of people in my neighborhood don't want to pick up their dog's poop. I pick up my dog's poop. I am not in charge of picking up other people's poop. That's not my job. I am not their adult. I am not their parent. I am in charge of my own dog, you know? And so they come up to me and they're like, hey, are you picking up your poop? And I'm like, yeah, bitch, like, fuck off, <laughs> you know? And they're like, well, I don't see your bag. And I'm like, it's in my pocket. Like, I have not only two pockets, but I also have four pockets. They're in my ass, which you can kiss right now because you literally need to step out of my way and let me walk my dog. And they just become so anal with it to me. And they think because I am, I look young and because I'm always walking my dog, Oh, I must not know better, you know, I, like, but it's just, they just so quick to assume things, you know? So for a while I'm like, okay, the whole HOA board is complaining about dog poop in the neighborhood. Why don't you guys do something about it? Why don't you guys put up dog station poles where there's bags where you can just literally set them up along the neighborhood and people can tear them off and pick up their poop. That way there's no excuse for be dog shit being laid around in their neighborhood. But no, they don't want to do that. Instead, they want to add cigarette butt pools so people can put their cigarette butts in this like little dispenser and they'd get rather get new umbrellas for the pool when the umbrellas weren't even broken to begin with. They just looked rusty because they haven't been cleaned. But it's like it's like you complain about things, but you don't want to you don't want to take the initiative and, you know, make a change. You know, HOA also decided to graciously put up security cameras in our neighborhood. But here's the thing. The security cameras don't cover everything. They only cover the HOA's house and around their area, but it doesn't cover like the far ends of the neighborhoods or all the nooks and crannies. So it's like, okay, so who are you protecting? Because you're not protecting everybody inside the neighborhood. You're only protecting your own shit. There's this other time when I came to walk Daisy and I was coming back from outside the neighborhood to come in. And I noticed 
the there's this like husband of one of the HOA boards or maybe he's on the HOA board. I really don't know. But then there's this other old lady and they both have dogs. Um, and, you know, I Daisy wanted to go up and meet the dogs, you know, so I was like, whatever. So I, I went up to them. I was like, hey, like, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Just trying to make fake ass small talk. And immediately one of the old ladies who's talking in here was like, oh, you don't want to hear what we have to say. We're, you know, we're talking about stuff before your time. You don't even know what we're talking about. And I was like, ma'am, I literally just came up to say hi and for my dog to sniff your dog's ass. I don't need this shit right now. And, you know, I was like, maybe they don't know how old I am, actually. Like, even though at this time I was 21, I was like, maybe they don't know. Maybe I can, like, just, you know, maybe try to introduce myself a little bit instead of being such a hard ass, you know? So I was like, oh, well, you know, I actually am 21. Like, my mom got me into a lot of 80s music, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I'm, I might be young, but, like, I still know a lot of things. And they started roasting me, literally in the middle of the neighborhood. And they were like, oh, he's... 21 <laughs> like they literally had a field day with this shit and i was like again what do you guys do with your life like you guys spend all this time in the neighborhood picking on people you don't even know like what the fuck is your problem i was trying to be nice i was trying to be civil i was just trying to have con like a casual conversation but again they decided to be bitches so i literally i could give a fine fuck about what happens to them right now and it's funny because the husband's wife who i was just mentioning she talks to my mom so much, but she doesn't say shit about me, you know? And, like, again, I don't really care for her to talk about me, but she'll always ask about me to my mom, but will never actually say hi to me when I'm alone, you know? And that, to me, like, I see that, and I, that's fucked up. Like, you're shallow as a person if you're going to do that. I'm going to be jumping back and forth between a whole bunch of different people, so bear with me. But for this time, I'm going to go back to the owners who had the pick up your dog's poop sign because they are new to the neighborhood, right? And the first time I noticed them in the neighborhood, they were doing a whole bunch of reconstruction to their home. They like popped out the windows and were putting new frames in whatsoever. They had their stuff on the shared grass lawn area. You know, Daisy, of course, saw this. Like she peed on the other side. I was just looking at like what they were doing because like they had a whole bunch of construction workers going in and out. And I was like, you know, like, yo, this is cool. They're updating the house. Like that's sick. But then this old lady comes out, right? And she starts yelling at me in front of everybody. And she's like, hey, you need to pick up your dog shit. Like, I saw you here and I saw you and your dog and you didn't pick up your dog's poop and I'm stepping in and it's getting everywhere. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I don't even really like to walk my dog inside the area. And if I am walking my dog inside this area, it's for A, for her to go pee before we go outside the area. And so I looked her in the eye straight up and I was like, where did my dog poop? And she's like, right here, right here. And she's pointing towards it. And I was like, wow, that's really funny because every time I walk in this area, my dog doesn't even want to poop on your lawn or if you even want to call it a lawn, you know? And she's like, no, no, I saw you didn't pick it up. You need to pick it up. So I honestly, my mom would have slapped me, but I went in on this lady and I was like, how fucking dare you? I said that word for word. How fucking dare you accuse me of my dog shitting here? When A, you don't even know me, first of all. B, my dog doesn't even want to shit here. We don't walk inside this neighborhood, lady. So fuck you. I literally said that because I was so irritated at her, like, just yelling at me in front of everybody. And I made sure to yell equally as back so everybody else hears. And then this is where the guy comes out, right? Her husband, or I'm assuming that's her husband. He comes out and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, uh, no, no. Actually, no. He didn't even apologize. He was just like, 
well, like, you know, we've just been seeing a lot of dog poop around here lately. We just want to make sure people are picking it up. And he's like trying to hold back his wife. And I literally looked at him word for word and was like, no, fuck you too. Because you're literally allowing this behavior from her right now. Like, I don't understand you guys whatsoever. You guys are so fucking disrespectful. Come talk to me like adults next time. And then I just went on my walk. And after that, I didn't really see them until, you know, yesterday when the guy just wanted to give me dirty looks. But again, it's like, it's like, I, I don't know. There's so many other dogs in this neighborhood. My dog doesn't even poop that big. I still pick it up. But there's other dogs who walk around half the time without a leash and they just shit everywhere, you know? And again, that's not my problem. That should be HOA's problem to put up dog pole stations or whatever. But I just, I hate it when people come and accuse me of shit when, ironically shit, when they don't have any solid proof. Because I was like, if you have proof on me leaving poop, like, go ahead, bring that to me. If you have proof that, like, discredits what I say and my claims, go ahead and prove me wrong. But you don't have shit on me. You literally don't have shit on me. My dog shit is outside the neighborhood. So, anyways, that's that's that whole story. Um, <laughs> this other time, ironically, when I was walking Daisy on the other side of the neighborhood, um, coming back from the park, and this guy comes out of his garage, and he's like, "Hey, that's a nice dog you got there." And I was like, "Oh, thanks. Like, yeah, she's love of my life. She's cute." He's like, "How much would you put put for her?" And I was like, "I was like, what? What do you mean?" And he's like, "Oh, well, I'm holding a little like Chihuahua fighting." like underground dog fight and you know like how much would you put like if i put five dollars for my chihuahua and you put five dollars for your chihuahua like would you be down and i was like are you fucking kidding me like bro who the fuck are you first of all like i the audacity people have and ironically one of the guys who lives next to him um this was a time when i had really really like a nappy afro right it was it was bad like i didn't cut it it was just it was just michael jackson when he was young type vibes and for me i don't know if you guys know like my process and my the life the life cycle of my hair but i'm not the type of person to get haircuts every month if anything i get a haircut every like 2 to 3 months cuz i don't like i I like my hair when it's long, and I also like it when it's short. I, I'm really not picky. I only really get a cut if, like, I'm trying to impress somebody or I have something important going on. But anyways, I didn't have anything important going on for, like, for like a quarter of the year. So it was, it was just bad. And he was like, this this one guy, he was like, hey, you're, you know, I could give you uh, free haircuts in my garage. And I was, like, looking at him, and, like, he looks scruffy as fuck, honestly. And I was like, you know... A haircut would be cool, but, like, I have a barber that I can go to, you know? I'd rather pay to get my haircut good than trust some random guy in the neighborhood. And then, ironically, like, three weeks later... Oh, this guy also accused me of not picking up my dog shit. Again, I don't know what it is. I literally don't know what it is. There's so many other people who walk their dogs in the neighborhood. I always have a bag on me, but they always want to accuse me for whatever reason, whatever. But he went up to my mom, like, three weeks later... And was like, hey, like, your son goes to high school with my daughter. We should hang out sometime or some shit like that. And I was like, I don't know if you know, but, bro, I'm I'm not in high school. Like, I'm I'm about to graduate college. <laughs> and I, I don't know if he was trying to pick up on my mom or whatever. I Yeah. It, but regardless, like, we have taste in our family. And then there's this other time when, like, you know, after he accused me of, like, leaving shit and then 
wanted to give me a free haircut to fix my nappy head or whatever he he saw me working out one time and i was i was going hard on like a on like a three mile run and he was like hey you're that track star you know blah blah blah. like i saw you kicking ass and like immediately after that he wanted to like me but i was like no like you a like insulted me honestly by wanting to give me a haircut and then b accused me of leaving my dog shit like it's fuck you too bro like straight up aside from that we have like issues of like homelessness that always wanders around and just random ass people who like i just don't trust i hear gunshots low-key like some nights and that's kind of concerning you know but Regardless, we're moving out soon, and I'm super excited. We've been decluttering the house, and I've been getting rid of stuff for Goodwill, and just, you know, choosing what I actually need in my life to carry on with me into the next home. Even though this neighborhood wasn't my ideal, and even though I've had a lot of problems with the neighbors, I try to take it as a learning lesson, and try to count my blessings rather than point and choose all the negatives. Because for a while, like, I, I dreaded coming home after work to this place. I hated it. I didn't like driving into it. I didn't like living here. Um, and, you know, you can you can think of all the negatives, but at the end of the day, like, I still have my mom with me at the end of the day. Like, that's, that's a blessing in itself. I have food in my fridge. I have a roof over my head. I have my pets. Like, I love that. Even though I don't really like inviting my friends over because of all the neighborhoods. Oh, speaking of inviting friends over, two of my friends have actually gotten towed in this neighborhood for stupid shit. Again, adding on to why I hate this. Um, but at the end of the day, like I it it made me realize like what I want in a house and what I want for like me and my mom. And like we really deserve a lot better. So I'm super thankful to be moving out soon. It's gonna be a lot better. It's gonna be like so much closer to work. Where I live at now, it usually adds like a 15 minute commute to everything. And then moving into our new place that we're moving into soon it's only gonna be like a 10 minute drive to work compared to where now it's like a 25 or a 30. So th super happy for that. Um, I'll be closer to the beach, first of all, like who doesn't love that? And overall, like for a much better spot, it's gonna be a lot cheaper than what we're paying now. Um, so yeah, super excited for that. I'll definitely keep you guys updated on that. Thank you guys for listening to my whole little rant. Um, I was sort of honestly just bullet pointing what I hated about this neighborhood just to get off my chest. I feel a lot better after saying it like publicly, to be honest, because I kind of kept it really low key and kind of let it boiled up inside me. But I, you know, through this podcast, I'm also learning to voice out a lot of frustrations that I have, um, as well as, you know, just get you guys overall feedback. If you guys have any like crazy neighborhood stories, feel free to talk to me about it. I would love to get you guys stories about it. Um, or if you guys just want to talk in general, again, feel free to hit me up at Noah Cyril, or you can hit up the cul-de-sac podcast on instagram and yeah i i honestly missed talking to you guys and i know i said that i'd be uploading episodes probably every two weeks but i wanted to keep the ball rolling wanted to upload another episode for you guys this week so i hope you guys enjoyed it let me know and at the end of the day i hope you guys have a beautiful day uh drink water because i need to be drinking a lot more water right now especially after talking for so long and i will see you guys on the next episode Take care.